Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Everybody has advice for us about how to spend our, in quotes, pandemic-free time. Exercise, eat right, time to lose that weight, better get moving, read good books, not fun books, read good books, learn to play the whatever your instrument of choice is here, write your memoir, write that novel. Did you finish that novel yet? Well, if your free time has you sort of shooting all over yourself, you might enjoy this fresh perspective on personal development with Kathy Henry, who's joining me. Are you ready to meet her? Kathy Henry is a marketing consultant and copywriter, community volunteer, and leader. This year, to her surprise, she found herself the mother of two adults, from a chronological perspective at least. Oh, and I, because I'm married to Kathy, I shared that surprise. Those children turned into adults this year. In 2016, Kathy co-founded Open Peaceful Heart with Karen Hager. Hey, I know her. A community that's dedicated to bringing more peace and more love into our daily lives so that it can ripple out into the world. You can find out more about Kathy and about Open Peaceful Heart at openpeacefulheart.com. Kathy, welcome back to Out of the Fog. Hi, thank you for asking me to be here. I, I love our end of the year time together. It's very nice. I love it too. It's a nice, um, to me, it's a beautiful, warm way of, of bringing the year to a close. And this has been such a difficult year, I think, that there's a way in which those sort of warm traditions are even more important now, mean more now. I know you brought, I know you brought a reading with you that you wanted to share. Do you want to just start us off with that reading? Sure. Uh, It's called You Are Never Alone. It's by Sharon Wiley. It is okay to be tired of change. It is okay to be tired of everything different okay to feel weary of resiliency and wholeness and learning and growth and okay to yearn simply for rest. It's okay to be grouchy and unsatisfied and all the ordinary human ways of being that we are. Let today be a reminder that you are loved. Let today soothe what is restless in you. May you be comforted in knowing that whatever you are feeling today and other days, you are not alone. You are never alone. I find that very, I find that very moving because it, I have felt uh, in this time with all the division in the world and pandemic and everything else going on, I think I felt lonelier this year than maybe I ever have. Yes, I think that's a common issue. And it's not, it's not just lonely, because um, I think 
in reality, some of us, I know in our household, everyone's here a hundred percent of the time now, pretty much. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, so in a lot of ways we are, you know, in some ways we are physically more together and yet in some weird way further apart, I think. Um, and I think it's because we're all having this experience of the pandemic. It's unique to each one of us, I think. Um, the way that we are experiencing it, the level of anxiety we are feeling or not feeling, the level of upsetness we're feeling or not feeling about, um, about lockdowns or masks or not being able to go places or, um, you know, wanting so many people wanted to be able to travel at the holidays and haven't been able to. And so I think, um, you know, I think that cuts us off. Um, in a way. And also I think because a lot of these feelings are so deep, it's hard. We kind of don't want to feel them, right? It's easier to not, to try to not feel them. Um, but on the flip side of it, I think you have other people who are like, I have all this free time and I should be doing all of these, all of these things. And why isn't my novel written and why, you know, and yet I think we discount the kind of the anxiety that, uh, even if it's a low level of anxiety, I think that anxiety around the pandemic is there for all of us. And that, um, you know, I think if we can look at that honestly for ourselves and how that is affecting us, I think that um, then can help us with thinking about, you know, not what should I be doing, but what do I really for myself need to be doing now? How can I be kind to myself? And um, And are some of these notions of things that I quote unquote should be doing is that is that actually kind to myself well because there's a I don't think I thought of it this way but there's a difference between embracing those things I'm gonna lose 50 pounds and write a novel and learn to play the zither or I can do that as a way to distract myself from feeling what I'm feeling. I don't want to feel what I'm feeling and I'm scared. And I, so I can look at those things as things I'm supposed to be doing to distract myself. I can also look at those things though. If I've, if I'm feeling what I'm feeling and I've always wanted to learn the zither, I can take my desire to grow my desire for healing, my desire for connection and bring it into that new project. Right. But if I hold the energy for that in that way, in that healthier way, that's also going to change how I set goals and how I pursue that project. If I'm just learning the zither because I feel like someone's going to judge me negatively because I went through a pandemic and didn't learn to play, that's a different story. Right. Blaise Pascal, I love Blaise Pascal quotes. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of his quotes is, distraction is the only thing that consoles us for miseries and yet it is itself the greatest of our miseries. Oh my gosh, would you say that again? Distraction is the only thing that consoles us for miseries, and yet it is itself the greatest of our miseries. Oh my gosh. And you could and you could just like put Netflix right in there. I'm thinking of all the right. things that you can swap out for distraction. Well, and of course he's writing in the what the 1700s or whatever right it's actually earlier than that 1600s he's 17th century so you know you have to think about that distraction we've been, we've been distracting ourselves for hundreds of years right it's not a new <laughs> this is not new <laughs> 
So how can we step more kindly in, into relationship with ourselves and our feelings and our goals, the things we want to do during this time? There's not a lot of gentleness about, it feels like. No, there, there's not a lot of gentleness that's obvious to us, I don't think. Um, and, and I also think we fall, I mean, speaking of miseries, we kind of fall into this misery contest, right? Or this, the misery, what I call the misery index, which is, um, and there are two sides of that, right? There's the, um, I'm more miserable than you are side, right? Which probably just makes you really unpopular. I'm not sure that that's necessarily harmful to yourself, but you know, what's, what I think is more harmful is where we feel like, oh my gosh, there are so many, so many people are having such a horrible time, right? I, I know, personally, I know, you know, I know many people who've been sick, I, uh, who have been sick with COVID. I know people whose parents have died of COVID. I know people who've lost three or four friends, you know, and so, and so then you sort of feel like, well, my own anxiety is I, I, I'm not, um, I'm not allowed to have that right in a way because, because I haven't lost anyone. No one I know has even been sick. No, no one within my immediate family. I mean, no one within my immediate family has been sick. No one, um, you know, we didn't, no one lost a job, no one, you know, so, and yet it's a super anxious time, right? Because you sort of have, it's almost like you have this you kind of feel like you have this pendulum, you know, the pen, like that time. Do you remember the time pendulum in San Francisco? And there, that's in a lot of other places where the pendulum goes back and forth and then every minute it knocks down a peg. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, this. it kind of feels like that. And so it's a really, you know, it is a very anxious time. And so there's a way in which we need to be able to sit with that, right? And which is part of what I think we're trying to do with Open Peaceful Heart. And then we, you know, created the Open Peaceful Heart community on Facebook um, once when the pandemic started. So um, I, I think what we're trying to do there is to just have a place where people can kind of be, be held where it's okay, where you don't have to... Um, you know, you can just take a quiet moment and share something beautiful or share something fun or um, have, I guess, have another outlet, a different kind of outlet for from your daily life, if that makes sense. It does. We were talking about creating a sacred pause. And it seemed as you, as I listened to you read that, that poem from Sharon Wiley, the idea of creating a sacred pause so that you can feel into not the trigger that makes you want to learn the zither or the trigger that speaks to past trauma or comparing yourself and your misery to someone else. How can we create a sacred pause for not just for like getting things done, but for feeling what we feel? I mean, I think a lot of that sacred pause is just is having is taking the time um, and taking the time to to not to not be distracted, like a time that's not a distracted time. And it doesn't need this is another thing, right? It's like I should be doing my meditation for 
50 minutes every day for, you know, that we really need to have these maybe goals. And as we're, as we're coming into the new year, right, a lot of people have resolutions and, you know, the vast majority of people never keep their resolutions, but it's because we don't make resolutions. First off, we don't make resolutions that are truly important to us. And we don't um, make we make resolutions that, and we sort of put them out there, but they're in a way that's impossible for us to, um, impossible for us to actually succeed, right? So if you want to start meditating, for example, right, you don't, you don't set a goal of, I'm going to meditate, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm meditating, not at all. <laughs> and so now I'm going to meditate 30 minutes every single day of the week, right? Probably you want to start with, I'm going to meditate for five minutes. I'm going to take five minutes of quiet time three times this week, five minutes. Just start there, start in a way. And I'm, I have, um, I'm in an accountability group called Club Change with um, someone I've been friends with for a long time, um, Jill Theory. So jilltheory.com, Karen knows her as well. J-I-L-L-T-H-I-R-Y.com. And um she runs these club change groups, which I'm really using as for myself as an accountability group, because I'm great at being accountable to other people. And I'm really terrible at being accountable to myself. And I don't, I think that that's not at all uncommon, right? Because we put other people's needs ahead of our own. And, you know, we think, well, I'll get to that thing to take care of myself. Uh, I have to take care of this other person or this other thing or this other whatever first. So, um, you know, this, this idea and, and one of her big things is this be kind to yourself, right? Pick a goal that you can actually do, right? So if you're, if you are going to be thinking about resolutions and what your resolutions are for 2021, start tiny with them, you know, and think of them not as this is this thing I'm going to do for the whole year, but what is the thing I'm going to do next week, right? And then build on that a little bit at a time. And I think, you know, having time for quiet, having time. And a lot of time, a lot of people like I connect, I think more, I, yes, I have, I do have quiet time and I do have meditation time during the week, but I do it with other people on a Zoom call and, um, and also exercise to me is a really important time, you know, walking around the block or, and for, so for some people that quiet actually comes out of action, which is not a distraction. I don't mean a distraction action, if that makes sense. But, um, you know, where that also that physical movement, that kind of walking meditation, right? A lot of people are that connect more to that. Um, it's easier for them to connect to that than to just like sitting still, which can be hard for some people. And you're speaking into something important, I think that gets missed when we're making resolutions. It's, it's not so much about making the resolution that someone looking in from outside you would think is the resolution you're supposed to make that, that, right. I don't know better. <laughs> right. I don't know a more succinct way to say that, but, right. but instead to be making a resolution that starts from a place of knowing yourself and, and being a little softer, a little more compassionate. Um, a resolution that starts from the place of you knowing yourself. I know like as Karen, if I make a resolution that I'm, oh my gosh, that I am going to 
meditate 30 minutes a day every day for the rest of my life without stopping, as you were saying, that's mm -hmm. silly. Right. But if I make a resolution that before my feet hit the floor in the morning, every morning, I'm going to take a breath and say thank you. And that I will start that resolution by saying that on Monday morning, when my feet hit the floor, I'll say thank you and see how it feels, then I can do it. So you kind of, we're making resolutions from the place where we know who we are and we start from there instead of starting from some impossible idea of ourselves that we imagine is imposed on, on ourselves by someone else. Right, exactly. Mm. Because again, that becomes another way of, of shooting all over ourselves, right? <laughs> another way of doing that, of saying, well, what is, you know, not what is the goal that I, that is really meaningful for me, but what is the goal that I think someone else thinks I ought to have? Like, I think that's, you know, I, I think, I think we kind of get, we, and, and part of that is I think not trusting ourselves too. I don't know what you think about that, of not trusting our own intuition about what we need for ourselves but thinking of sort of what other people might think we need does that make sense well it's i think it's funny because we there's a way in which i think you get to a place in your life and you think well i should have figured it out already <laughs> right and <laughs> right and and i'm sure people are looking in from the outside expecting me to have figured it out and i i would expect myself to have figured it out i've been through so much i've learned so much i've but that i right. The, but I've the, been here for more than half a century, for heaven's sake. That's right. right. One would think. <laughs> that's right. How have I not? How am I not perfect yet? Right, exactly. And I and I feel yeah. like, from a like a spiritual practice place or um, a spiritual journey, a way of growing awareness, that it makes more sense, at least to me, to see myself as someone who will never have it figured out. And for me, at least, like the curious um, exploration of those things I don't yet know, those learning edges that I have in that place of curious exploration, that for me is where the best resolutions come. You know, I love to do jigsaw puzzles, and I've got my big jigsaw table set up here in the Junior Broadcaster Clubhouse, which is where I'm <laughs> recording this interview. For me, a little resolution that I have is that I'm going, when I have a day off work, I'm going to spend at least a few minutes of that working on a puzzle. Not to get the puzzle done in a certain time, but because I love the way the pieces feel between my fingers. Mm -hmm. I love how freeing it is to the mind to sort them out by color or by kind or however it is I'm sorting them out. And so to me, I have like visual reminders for myself in my office space of those resolutions. And it's not because I've already figured it out and solved all the puzzles or I will be the best puzzle putter together ever. It's because I love the curious exploration of that particular thing. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's a really important point because so many times, and this is another thing Jill talks about too, is so many times we make these goals or these resolutions that are punishing to ourselves, right? These goals and resolutions that are about, um, you know, losing weight or exercising or things, things that are difficult, right? Which is not to say that we shouldn't make re resolutions around things that are, that are, that challenge us, right? We should absolutely do that. And especially when they're, you know, but we have to look at, I think it's, a, it's kind of 
mindset too, right? It's, you have to look at it in a different way of why, if my goal is to lose weight, why am I losing weight? Why am I doing that? Am I doing that because someone else thinks that I ought to? Or am I doing that because I myself know that I will feel better? I know that I will um, be healthier, that I will, that if I do get sick, I won't get as sick because I'm healthier or, you know, or perhaps won't, who knows, right? But that, that you're kind of taking those things that are challenging and turning, spinning them into the, what is the positive of that? Because we're not really motivated by the negative, right? We're really, that doesn't really motivate us. Hmm. Whereas, and, but we also need goals that are about the give us pleasure, right? The things that we enjoy so that we have, and, and so that we build that time for ourselves so that we can enjoy the puzzle so that we can enjoy, you know, drawing, working on a mandala or um, enjoy painting or enjoy writing or whatever the things, what are the things that you enjoy doing, right? Make a resolution about joy, not a resolution about punishment. As we come into our final moments together, I want to ask you, I love doing Open Peaceful Heart with you. Yes. And I wondered if you would just say a little bit, as we've been talking about being kind of opening up more intentional space, having that sacred pause, doing things that are um, good for us in a way, I mean, that makes us feel good instead of things that beat us up and make us feel bad. When you're creating those meditations for open, peaceful heart, what what is it that it that inspires you or or motivates you? I'm prejudiced in your favor because I love you so much, but you have a real gift for crafting those meditations in a way that take us all who are listening somewhere else, take us out of ourselves. Uh, hmm. So. I think it's it's hard to explain. I think, I mean, quite quite honestly, I think when I when I write in general, um, because I grew up watching so many old movies as you did, right? Which was one of the things that initially uh, that we initially had in common was all yes. these old movies we'd watch. That I have kind of a cinematic mindset. I have like a visual mindset when I'm writing. Um, where I kind of see what is happening, if that makes sense. And so, so that's, I think why a lot of, um, of what I write is visual because just because that's how I grew up and what my, um, you know, what I loved so much when I was a kid. And, um, and so I think that that maybe, maybe, and maybe I think those things that touched us when we were kids are somehow hit a really deep level for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and just in terms of inspiration on a kind of a month by month basis, I mean, a lot of times I, I will, it's something I'll hear in, you know, our, my Unitarian church I go to, there'll be a reading like this reading that you are never alone reading is I didn't actually hear it, but I found it, um, on the UUA website and just really, really liked, really liked the gentleness of it. Um, so really I'm it, it just I can't, I can't I don't necessarily have a specific um you know work ethic around it I just um you know I just I hear things that I think are 
at least resonate for me and that I hope will resonate for other people. I guess that's where I start with them. Oh, it sounds like you're saying that you, it's not about a work ethic. It sounds like you're saying you create from that, mm, from that force that moves us visually, that moves us emotionally, that from your own curiosity and looking for things, feeling into what resonates with you and then being able to translate that into something that, that you can write and I can read that might help somebody else move forward. Right. I think what I mean is I don't have a specific process, right? I don't work from, I don't do outlines. I don't, I've never worked when I write, never worked from outlines or things like that. I don't have kind of a specific process. It's more um, organic, I guess. So for listeners, we're coming up to our last minute or so. For listeners who want to connect with Open Peaceful Heart and who might want to hear some of your words, um, in action. So Kathy writes them and I read them. Let the listeners know how they can connect with that. So we are at openpeacefulheart.com, all one word, openpeacefulheart. And then um, you can also uh, ask to join the Facebook group, which is also called Open Peaceful Heart, just to make it simple. It's the Open Peaceful Heart Circle on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook and just search on Open Peaceful Heart Circle, that's a no selling, no yelling uh, space. So I forgot the circle part. I'm sorry. So you're not going to find, you you won't find politics. You won't find uh, self-promotion. What you do find is a place where every single day there's a positive thought or a positive interaction that you can have with usually with other people people in the group that's a great that's a great space um yes, i love the very nice there. space yes kathy thank you for doing this again thank you for ending the year like this with me again well thank you very much and i look forward to beginning the next year with you as well oh good you're gonna stay oh thank uh, goodness so okay maybe oh, for at I... least a couple more days yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take you a while to get packed um, right. <laughs> um thank you so much that is kathy henry she is the co-founder of open peaceful heart and you can find more information about that at openpeacefulheart.com that's a place to get information about the free monthly guided meditation program that kathy and i um host 15 minutes the first sunday of every month but also at openpeacefulheart.com is a library of what are there, Kathy, like 91 squillion. Um, how many? There must be a ton, right? It now? goes back. Well, right now it goes back. I took some of them off because of space. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So it goes back to, I think, December of 2017. I was just looking at that the wow. other day. And I think it's All right. December so, 2017. So, wow. Yeah. So good three years worth of recorded meditations that you can stream anytime. And if you know someone who might um, like to come frolic with us, give them that website to openpeacefulheart.com. Kathy, to also talk a little bit about the work and the teaching of Jill Theory, you can find out more about Jill and her work at jilltheory.com. It's J-I-L-L-T-H-I-R-Y, Jill theory.com and you're always welcome over at karenhager.com it's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and you can even book a private session with me there if you're so inclined thank you for listening today together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing until next time i'm wishing you peace peace